It sounds big when you think about it and you listen to the book, how, where you start and where you end, but the process makes it feel like such baby steps that you don't realize that you are changing as you're doing it. You don't have to change in order to do it. You just take that first step. And by doing something that feels so physical for the first time in my life, because I'm very technical, very analytical, it's the first time I've actually felt a true change from the inside out where I'm not doing it because I'm supposed to or because I want to. I do it because there's this part inside of me that doesn't want to do it any differently. Welcome to Spark Joy, the podcast dedicated to celebrating the KonMari method and the transformative power of surrounding yourself with joy and letting go of all the rest. With your hosts and certified KonMari consultants, Kristen Ivey and Karen Sochi. And now, here's the show. Our guest today is Beth Walker. Beth is a single mom of three boys and a recent empty nester. She currently works full-time as a technology consultant, a career she began out of college, took a break from to raise her boys, and has since gone back to. Beth believes in hobbies and passions outside of her job, the most recent being a keyboard player and vocalist in local rock bands playing throughout the suburban Chicago area. In addition to music, she has a passion for all things domestic, knitting, crocheting, cooking, and baking, and of course, now tidying. In addition to being a Renaissance woman, Beth is one of my clients. We've tidied together for 60 hours and we're almost at the finish line. Today, we're going to take a deep dive into her journey and address the benefits of KonMari style tidying. Welcome to Spark Joy, Beth. Well, thank you, Kristen. It's great to be here. Welcome, Beth. We're so glad you're here. Before we jump into discussing your tidying progress, let's take a step back. Can you remember the moment when you were first introduced to Kanmai or the book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up? What was going on in your life at the time and what led you to make the decision to follow this path? Absolutely. Several years ago, I mentioned to my life coach, uh, her name's Laura Kessler, and I just mentioned uh, my house. I'm so overwhelmed. I always have projects. She had different things she wanted me to work on and goals and visions. And I just always felt like I couldn't get past the house. You know, it was always about the house. So this was several years ago. She told me about this book and I bought it and I put it on the shelf. And I must have somehow put my life back together enough where I wasn't overwhelmed or didn't think about it. So fast forward two years later, within the span of a year, I lost my job. I had to have surgery. So my house was in dire straits. And coming out of that, I was so paralyzed. I finally had the strength and the time to work on my house. And it had gotten so bad, I was paralyzed. I didn't even know where to start. So it just popped into my head that Laura had told me about that book. And to be quite honest, she still life coaches me and she did not remember that she told me about that book. <laughs> and so I got it on Audible and I call myself a hopeless organizer wannabe, you know, instead of a hopeless romantic. I'm like, I've been a hopeless organizer and I can just never find that one way to keep it up. I do it. I get it nice. I let it slide and rinse and repeat. So it just dawned on me that she gave me that book and 
I drive to work, you know, hour commute, and I'm like, well, let me get it on Audible. I'll just listen to it in the car. I'm sure it's just another one of those organizing books. And as you know, it's not. And it was very much to my personality. I am very all or nothing. And I mean, it was just my dream to be able to have a house where I didn't always feel like I was always having this big project. However, because I'm all or nothing, I knew that if I didn't get a consultant, I would be one of those people she mentioned in the book where I would just do it all at once, peter out, and probably go back to my old ways. And I do very well with coaching and knew that if I was going to really do this to get the ultimate benefits, which honestly sounded like an untouchable dream to me at the time, but that's when I reached out and looked for a consultant. I went to Kanmari website and I saw that she had consultants. And when I looked in my area, honestly, I went to Kristen's site. I saw her pictures. I felt the energy Uh, She was the first consultant I called and the last consultant I called. (laughs) That's so great. The rest is history. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's like tidying with an old friend. (laughs) Yeah, that's so nice. That's so nice. So now I want to ask you about your goals and your vision for your ideal lifestyle. As you know, that's really the first thing that we look at when we talk about doing the KonMari method. And and how did you develop your vision and, and what form did it take? The form was developed more out of necessity. It's so easy to think about what you don't want. And my goal was honestly, A, get my house put back together so it even looked organized, even though the cabinets were a mess. But once I read the KonMari method, it was, you know, let's do this. Let's do it. Let's do it right. It resonated with me. So when I sat down with Kristen, I mean, my goals and values have not changed. We revisit them every time she visits. And my goals were pretty simple. I want to wake up on a weekend and think, hmm, what do I want to do today? Grab my cup of coffee. Do I want to do this or want to do that? Not wake up and be like, oh, it's a weekend. I let my house go over the week. What's the big project I have to do before I can do something I want to do? So I had my like weekend goal and vision. And then my weekday goal and vision was to be able to get ready for work efficiently. My closet was so unorganized, it took me so long to figure out what to wear. And I'd come home at night, I'd have to pick up from the morning because I was always rushing around. So those are my two kind of more functional goals, I would say. And then I always have a long list of hobbies and goals and things I want to work on outside of work and my kids and my job. And I wanted to have time to do those things. And and as I listen to this book and the methodology, it fit all of those things. I thought I was shooting for the moon, to be honest. But I can tell you, I absolutely live that life right now. And I just continue to be so impressed by your progress and just witnessing this change that has occurred over our time together over the 60 hours. And you've really experienced the benefits of Kanmari even before you approach the final categories. Mm -hmm. And this is really common. I see this a lot with my clients and and it really surprises them. They start losing weight or they attract or let go of a love interest. They start spending more time with their family. So I'd love to just walk through with you some of those life areas that I know you're very familiar with (laughs) because we've gone over them so many times. How the tidying event 
has impacted your clutter-free living. So we'll start with health. How have you seen some benefits in that life area? Oh, absolutely. I've lost 15 pounds. Wow. (laughs) And that was one of my goals, right? When we talked about goals and values, this has been an incredible experience. This isn't just organizing, it's coaching. It's sitting down, goals, values, how do you want to live your life? Let's do it. It's not, oh, let's go into your office and get your organized. And where do you want your paper clips? It's just so much bigger than that. And so one of my goals was to lose weight. And it was very easy to do and think and focus because that takes time. And you know, if you're overwhelmed with your house, then you have a tendency to be overwhelmed with other things. So overall with Kanmari, it's allowed me to focus on other goals in my life. So when it comes to health, I've lost 15 pounds. I have time to exercise because I'm not constantly having my house hanging over my head. It's been fantastic. Yeah. And you also can now fit your goal clothes, which was really Mm -hmm. a big goal of yours as well. Absolutely. If I didn't fit into my summer wardrobe, it sounds so crazy, but I, I don't buy new clothes or a new size up. And having had the surgery and been sedentary, it was huge. I can fit into my clothes and then some. Let's put it that way. So. <laughs> it's Love fantastic. it. Yeah. Less clutter around the waistline. Always mm-hmm. a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to the next life category. You've got career. Anyone that knows me, they know I love my clothes. And if they know me really well, they'll know how, as my one friend said, your closet, what a sight. And it wasn't because I had a lot of clothes. (laughs) It would be so unorganized. And I would spend so much time in the morning, like knowing what I wanted to wear, not being able to find it. And between tidying my kitchen where I make coffee and my bathroom where I get ready for work and my closet, I get ready in the morning so efficiently. I have time to water my plants in the morning. I get my coffee. I just don't feel like I'm running around and running late. And so by the time I get in my car to go to work, it's just a very peaceful feeling. And because you literally do tidy as you go, like you're not even thinking about it. It's If it's easy to pull out, it's easy to put back. So when I come home from work after a long day, I'm not picking up after myself from the morning when I used to leave it looking like a whirling dervish ran through the house. So it's just been wonderful. And you've even seen better performance at work too, in recognition. I have. And that one is wild for me. Um, There must be something in the air. That's all I can say. I've seen so many changes in your life. But absolutely, after going back to work, after raising my children, it's tough to get back into a field that you've been out of for 15 years. And you're absolutely right, Kristen. There are things happening outside of logic that are affecting things like work and my performance and getting positive feedback. And I think just that sense of well-being and being calm and being peaceful um, based on the work that I do. I work in technology. And as we all know, that can often be stressful if things aren't working. So yes, I have been getting very positive feedback and recognition. So all in all, I'm just going into my days very positively. And next up is finance. Well, two of my goals, as you know, Kristen, Mm -hmm. uh, were in addition to tidying my house, my next big goal was to get my finances back in order. Um, What I'd mentioned before that precipitated this journey was being unemployed, looking for a job and then having surgery. So I wasn't super focused on my house. However, being unemployed, 
being a single mom and uh, having raised my children for 15 years, I knew I had to dig deep, get my finances back in order, start saving again, start getting to the point where I was secure and could move forward. So I was overwhelmed by both, by my house and then my finances. But for me, if my house is uncluttered, my life starts to unclutter. It all starts with my home. And so I've been able to focus on my finances. That's one of the things I can do in the morning when I wake up. Instead of working on a big house project so my mind can feel uncluttered, I can sit down and focus on my finances. Everything's in one place. Because we've done our paper category, I'm not even trying to look for everything I need to do my finances. So I've made some great strides and I have a great plan and I still have more to do, but I have the time to do it. Beautiful. And the next step is relationships. And that can be relationships with family, with a significant other, or just relationship with yourself. Sure, sure. Well, I will get to myself in a later category. (laughs) But when it comes to relationships, I mean, obviously, for any mother, their relationship is with their children. And, you know, my children are out of the house and they are literally in shock when they come over. One of them gasped so loud when he opened up the pantry, he just didn't know what to do with himself because it was organized. And he actually, I don't know if this is a good thing or bad thing, but he opened up the pantry and he says, oh my gosh, it looks like something from out of a movie. I go, <laughs> I'm not OCD, but it's almost fun. Like I put the water bottles away and there's two inches of space and the labels are facing the same way. And it's, it's almost like a fun little game for myself. And will I keep doing it? Or am I doing it the first time because I love my empty pantry? They open the fridge and it's organized and clean. And it's my whole house. They saw my closet and they, they're just in disbelief. Let's put it that way. What Kristen doesn't know about this yet, as far as my relationships, you know, I had been telling my boys about it. Then they came over and saw it and they really understood what it meant, that it was more than purging and decluttering and being organized. So I go to visit my son in the city this weekend. He's 23. I told my son, Brett, I said, you're a lot like me. We tend to let our stuff go and pile up. And then we have this big project where we put things back together. I said, this really is a lot like our personality and you might resonate with it. And I know he's had quite a few roommates that have gotten fed up with him to say the least. So that's (laughs) all I said. I go to visit him this weekend and he loves books. Like all the kid owns is like books and clothes. And so I walk into his bedroom and it's very put together. I'm like, okay. And I look at this bookshelf and right on his bookshelf, I see the book. What? (laughs) Yes, yes. That's what I said. And this is a child who adores books. He can't go anywhere without his books. He's going to a restaurant and he has a book in the car. And he's just a voracious reader. So I saw that on his bookshelf and I didn't buy for him. And he goes, oh, mom, he's like, you told me about the book. And then I saw your house and you know how I love to read. He goes, I just finished it today. And I said, well, what did you think? He goes, I love it. He said, some of the stuff isn't for me. And I go, and that's fair. And I said, that's what I love about my consultant is we fine tune it based on who I am and what's important to me and what I I know that I can maintain. He goes, but I absolutely resonated with it. And I've already gone through my things and I've joy checked them and I've gotten rid of certain things. And sure enough, I looked in his closet and I looked at his room and it was just a really neat way of just leading by example, I guess, so to speak. 
that was my oldest. And then my youngest got into this major panic that I was going to throw away everything of his that he left in the house. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, don't worry. And I know that's one thing Kristen and I went through. I said, you know, I just, I want to leave it up to my kids on what I keep and what we get rid of. So we put all of their things in sentimental, so to speak. We'll have a day where they'll come over and we'll go through it. So I had to calm him down that I wasn't going to throw all his things away and that he will have a chance to go through it. Then my middle one was born organized. I mean, could find anything at any time, in any place, couldn't understand why anyone wasn't organized. And he was just wired that way. He's pretty proud of me, to say the least. I don't think he ever saw the day where I would be this tidy. So it's been interesting to see each of their reactions. And they're very proud of their mom. You're used to being proud of your children. Honestly, it wasn't that bad. But, you know, you're raising boys. You're single. It's You're just doing whatever you can to hold it together. And sometimes you let your house go because the next day it's going to look the same with three boys running around. And then as far as that, being single, it did help going through my own things and not having to have people in the house kind of undoing what I did. But what's nice is I had gotten out of a romantic relationship, which carved out the time for me to go through this process so thoroughly with Kristen. And I've purposely chosen not to date again so that I can keep this time carved out. But there's always that It's in the back of your mind, you know, when when I start dating, like, oh, what if they see my closet? Oh, what if they go in my basement? Oh my God, what are they going to think of my pantry? So I'm doing this for me, but it's going to be great when the time comes and I am ready to have a relationship again. And if it gets stronger and we spend more time here, I'm not going to worry about moving my pile of clothes from one room to the next or hoping they don't open up that cabinet. What are they going to think? And so even for future relationships, it makes me excited to know that this is the way my house is and this is the way it's going to be. And this is who I am now. Fantastic. Thank you for that update. Mm -hmm. Yes. And we want to hear a little bit more about community as well, how tidying has impacted your relationship with your community. Sure. I think right now, because I pulled back to create more space, I can't say that it's really gone over and spilled over into my community. Friends, they'll be like, why aren't you at the pool? And why aren't you going out as much? And wait, you mean you left your rock band? You know, aren't you going to get another band? And I'll just say, I'm working on my house. And they'll say, well, you just renovated your whole house. I'm like, no, I'm decluttering. And they're like, oh, I do that all the time. And I'm like, well, you know, I'll mention the book. And kind of just the concept. Oh, well, I do that anyway. And I kind of chuckle because they don't do that anyway. (laughs) When when I pull open a drawer and all you see in one drawer are my shoes that I garden with, and that's the only thing in the drawer, that's (laughs) when you open another drawer and you see my dustpan and the brush, and they're the only thing in the drawer and they don't even touch each other. That's the joy of tidying. So, you know, people get confused about purging, decluttering, having organized cabinets and so forth, where this is really about having what brings you joy, having only what you need. And when you have someone holding you accountable, like I did with Kristen, I have drawers and cabinets that I open that I breathe easily just looking at it. And I wouldn't have thought to have three inches between my glasses or I'm a mug person. I'm not getting rid of my coffee mugs. I love them. And all of a sudden I have 10 of them and I love it. I open it up. And even if I'm not going to drink out of a mug that day, I appreciate it. 
she's just introduced so many little cool concepts that until you go through it and think through it, you really have to see it to believe it or you have to believe in it to do it. Yeah. And speaking of gardening, I remember (laughs) that your neighbors gave you a special gift on the exterior of your house, which is also a sign that they're noticing a shift in your vibration and your energy and the way you're modeling your truth and your tidying. So love for you to share that story. Oh, absolutely. I'm just a different person. I mean, people that know me know I don't have a green thumb and I don't keep plants because I just don't want to have one more thing to think about to water them. I was so focused on the inside of the house. I wasn't thinking of the outside. The back of my house was embarrassing, but I could only tackle one thing at a time. And I came home one day and I looked outside and my back was 100% landscaped. And I live in a townhome, so it wasn't a huge area. The weeds were gone. Everything was landscaped, mulched, new stones. They knew I wanted to do it, and but they knew that I had just had surgery. I had started a new job. They knew I was working on the inside of my house because they saw me like hauling things in and out of the house. And so they decided to pitch in and get the landscapers from our uh, association to come out and do the back. And I couldn't write the check fast enough. <laughs> and they bought me plants. All of a sudden, it's like the inside of my house now just went to the outside of my house. When you have the inside the way you want it and functioning, then all of a sudden you look at your outside and you're like, well, wait, I can't have that look untidy. Like Kristen said, they they felt the vibration. They made it happen. And now between the three of us, we're watering each other's plants. I'm already taking pictures, organizing what perennials and annuals I want to do for next year based on what I did this year. I'm sad when it gets rained because I can't go water my plants in front and back when I could barely water a plant in my house and keep it alive. (laughs) So it uh, definitely spreads from your physical world to your energetic and your spiritual world in ways that you almost can't explain. We've had so many crazy aha moments that probably if we explained it here, it wouldn't make sense. But I'm just thinking of the kitchen cabinet where the shelf was trashed and I'm like, do I get rid of it? And then one appeared like hidden away. We just, we just <laughs> then we just laugh. We're like, can one more crazy thing happen while we're tidying? And we just, we had moments like that. But yeah, it, in so many ways, shown me parts of myself that I didn't know were there or I wanted to be there. Yeah, I truly believe that the reason why you are attracting all of these opportunities and the things that you need and things are just kind of falling in place is because of your dedication to not cutting corners when it comes to executing Kanmari. You stay true to the process. You ground yourself in your vision and you definitely say thank you out loud, which I really appreciate to each item. And that's sending a lot of positive energy out into the world. And you greet your home at the start of our lessons and you continue to practice the act of tidying on your own to work on that mental, physical muscle memory. And I know you you mentioned that you were really worried that things were going to just get out of control because maintenance has been an issue for you. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you've experienced a shift in your ability to maintain a tidy home now that you've had over 60 hours of practice and you're nearly done. Absolutely. I think it's a combination of things. I mean, it all depends on someone's personality, but For me, it wasn't about paying you as a consultant, like, oh, I spent all this money, I have to do it. For me, it was like, it was so much work, but so much fun. But I thought, I'm never going through this again. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) 
So that was the, the, the first instinct before I had really started to maintain and tidy, right? You just, you go mm-hmm. through, you get it where it's supposed to be. You know, you've used the method, you open these cabinet doors and you're just like, your mind is blown. But then you start to live the Kanmari way and you just float through your house and you get everything the way you want it and where you want it and how you use it. All I know is some of these self-help books, depending on what you're working on, you got to, you know, push through it in 21 days and you create the habit. And I didn't even have to push through it. I just wanted to. It came effortlessly. I had less things. I had the things that made me happy. I think the biggest shift came from my eye got so used to a surface having only what should be on it, whether it be something decorative or flowers or a lamp, that when I saw one little thing out of a place, it could be like a rubber band for my hair. It would just annoy me. I would just be like, well, I know where that goes. It's going to take me two seconds to put it back and I would put it away. And so I just started adopting, you know, Kristen, you have this philosophy where if it takes less than two minutes, then do it. (laughs) <laughs> and that was really, I, I lived by that um, after I would tidy a room. I'd start to walk away and be like, I'll do it later. I'll be like, wait a minute. The time I just took to have that thought and walk away, I could have put it where it belonged. Right. So, yeah. the more, so the more I did that and the feeling and that it just all snowballs. So I just do that. The two minute rule the I never want to backslide because I'm not going through this again to just walking into my home every day after work. And it would look like people could pop in at any moment. I'm not running around, throwing stuff in rooms, playing the shell game of where I'm going to throw my stuff and pick it up later. It just shifted so quickly through the process, after the process, because you're so excited in the beginning to keep it that way. But then later, you just want to keep it that way. And I've told Kristen before, I never made my bed my whole life. And I use never on purpose. I did not grow up in a house where we were made to make our bed, period, end of story. I now make my bed and don't realize it until I'm awake. I am half asleep making my bed. And by the time I finally become conscious in the morning, I realize my bed is half made. I mean, if that can happen, anything can happen. So yeah, it sounds big when you think about it and you listen to the book and you where you start and where you end, but the process makes it feel like such baby steps that you don't realize that you are changing as you're doing it. You don't have to change in order to do it. You just take that first step. And by doing something that feels so physical for the first time in my life, because I'm very technical, very analytical, it's the first time I've actually felt a true change from the inside out where I'm not doing it because I'm supposed to or because I want to. I do it because there's this part inside of me that doesn't want to do it any differently. That's so inspiring to hear. I, I mean, I know that it, it may feel like little baby steps, but all combined, it just leads to a much more restful, peaceful, serene life. And that's really mm-hmm. what you want to feel in your home. But I'm curious whether any moments or times when you felt like you just wanted to give it all up and not go forward with the process? I never doubted going forward with the process. I had seen enough change in me that there was no doubt that I was going to finish this. But my basement is the bane of my existence. It's where I would just shove everything in there to make the rest of my house appear tidy. And I only allow 
my mom and my sisters to go down there. And that was a very overwhelming room. And of course, that makes Kristen excited. She's like, oh, I love going into places where people get overwhelmed. I'm like, that's why I hired you. (laughs) And I also did tell her that, and this is part of why I hired a consultant, because I do well with accountability. I know me and I had a feeling that once I got it tidied on the outside, I would kind of just start to ignore what was in the cabinet. So my other concern was I knew we were going to push through the basement. So I knew she was going to help me get over the basement. Once we got everything tidied where it looked good and we were starting going through cabinets and drawers and I said, this is where I may not be as motivated to do homework. I may just not be as excited as I was when we did my kitchen or my closet or those areas in my room where I love spending time because they're, you know, part of my passions or hobbies or, you know, functions that affect me on a daily basis. So I would say those are the two areas where I knew I could stumble a little, but I honestly didn't ever feel like stopping or nor was I concerned because I had Kristen. And that's why I can't say enough how important it is that if you truly want to do this process justice, and if you do want to be that person at the end of the book that has accomplished this uh, methodology, I don't know how someone would be able to truly do it without someone guiding them, pushing them, teaching them, cultivating it and making it your own based on how you are as a person and how you live your life, what's important to you. You obviously can't get that out of a book. So to have a consultant is just key. So those are the two areas I knew might be speed bumps, but Kristen made sure that she tailored what we did and how we did it to those pieces of information that I gave her. Yeah. And you did a great job just adapting to those moments where it felt like you're going a bit uphill, Mm -hmm. uh, but you had so much practice behind you and you trusted the process. That was the main thing. And we just kept Mm -hmm. pushing through. And yes, it gets uncomfortable a little bit, (laughs) but we're able to just move through and keep that vision in mind. And I can't wait to help you with your Zen room that's next to support those lovely hobbies that we talked about at the top of the episode. And Mm -hmm. I think you've done a great job of prioritizing the time that's required for this. You made some temporary sacrifices, you know, in order to make room every Saturday morning to focus Mm -hmm. on our tidying together. So if you could share that with our listeners, that would be great and how that impacted your transformation. Oh, absolutely. For me to commit to this, I am an all or nothing person. And even though Kristen and I are taking time, I wanted to keep the momentum going. And uh, i Even before I ran across this methodology and hiring Kristen, my life coach, we just said, time out, you know, best got to get back on track. And we started focusing on the journey and not getting too hung up on where does Beth want to go? I mean, at that point after surgery and getting a new job, I wanted life to get stabilized. So I purposely carved out time in my life, did less social things. I temporarily gave up being in a band, chose not to be in a relationship. And I'm not saying that this has to be a program where you have to give up your life. It's just that you can do it at your own speed. And so in the beginning, I had a lot of space and time to do it. And we took a little break. When I got to a good pace, we took a little break where I did less Mm -hmm. homework and we took some time where I could just get used to the maintenance. And then we jumped back into it again. I mean, I think it's something that you know, with anything, whether it's a personal trainer or anything where you get a coach, you want to put into practice what you're being coached about. And it does take time, but it became so relaxing 
enjoyable. I would do homework on my own and send Kristen pictures. So, you know, if you're going to do it at a longer pace, you probably don't have to do something as extreme as I did, but I had made the space anyway. This happened to be the first thing to fill it, which was the purpose of creating the space in my life. If you create space in your life, then you get to sit back and say, it's going to show up. And this did, and it was perfect. So because this is my story, someone else's story, they could do it in a year or in 18 months. For me, I think the big thing is to commit to maintaining that part until you get to the next part. And then in my experience, that motivated me even more to get to the next category. You win either way. If you do it all at once, it's great. If you pace yourself out, it's great because you're going to reap the benefits as you go from one category to the next and you'll stay motivated. Well, I've really enjoyed being on this journey with you and noticing your transformation. And I'm so excited to ask you this question (laughs) that we ask all of our guests. At this very moment, what sparks the most joy in your life? I will give you an example. My children are out of the house. I miss them terribly. And Saturday, I got to see my son in the city. Sunday, I got to see my other son who came to visit me. And I didn't, it was last minute. And I just went and did it. I didn't, the house looked great. I didn't have a big project hanging over my head. I didn't come home like, oh, I got to clean up. And so it was just a perfect example of how I truly was able to live that life where I wake up on a weekend and it's either what do I want to do or if something comes up last minute, I don't feel guilty because I'm leaving this home project left undone. So what sparks joy in me is having my house be peaceful and tranquil and organized and just having the time freedom to focus on goals and other aspects of my life and enjoy it. Well, again, it's just so inspiring. And I I think that that anyone who's been down this journey or going down this KonMari journey really recognizes how much time we spend and waste on the things that are in our homes and how unnecessary that is. And and once you've completed the KonMari process, you find that you have gained one of the most valuable commodities there is, and that's time. And I think you described that really well. Do you have any parting words of wisdom for a listener who may be contemplating going down the Conway path or maybe they're on the fence about whether or not they should hire a consultant to help them dig out and find joy? Yes, 100%. What amazed me about working with Kristen was I knew I was hiring someone that was going to teach me Kanmari, right? I didn't realize I was going to be hiring a coach. I mean, when we sit down and we talk goals, we talk values as we go through my house, when I'm making decisions and I'm kind of stuck on what to keep and, and you know what to give away, she'll look at me and she'll be like, well, your goal is to lose weight. So totally makes sense that you want to keep all those clothes, even though they don't fit right now. Um, but we sat down last time and you know, I was talking to her about some other things I was working on because I had time. I said, but I'm kind of getting back to that old pattern of all these paper to-do lists and I find five to-do lists and we pulled them together and she looked at them and I said, you know, I'm starting to, now that I have time, I'm now I'm starting to, I have too many things I want to do. And she coached me on how to deal with my to-do list and how to really focus and say, here are your two goals, Beth does that? And she'd point, you know, to something on my list. Does that have to do with your goal? Does that have to do with your goal? And I'd be looking at her going, 
no, but I want to do it. And she'd look at me and say, but is it part of one of your two goals? And I'm like, no. And she's like, all right. So, I mean, the, the main thing I can say is you think you're hiring someone to hold you accountable to a process and a book. And what you're really doing is you're hiring a coach that helps you change your life. Thank you so much. And you're such a strong testimony and example of the power of Kanmari. And I can't wait to continue to work with you and Mm -hmm. wrap up our tidying experience together. If you're on the fence about hiring a Kanmari consultant to help you wrap up your tidying event, check out SparkJoy episode 49, Why Hire a Kanmari Consultant. So now we want to hear from you. Tell us your burning tidying questions or share stories about how Kanmari has impacted your life. You can find us at SparkJoyPodcast.com and click Ask SparkJoy to leave a question or comment for a chance to be featured on next week's show. While you're there, sign up to join our SparkJoy podcast community and get notified when each episode airs. You can also join the SparkJoy podcast community on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at the handle at SparkJoyPodcast. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope your day sparks joy. Thank you for listening to Spark Joy with your host, Kristen Ivey of For the Love of Tidy in Chicago and Karen Sochi of The Serene Home in New York City. Spark Joy, the podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with Conmari Media Incorporated. The opinions expressed on this episode represent the views of the co-hosts and guests alone and do not represent the corporate position of Conmari Media Incorporated or the Conmari Consultant Community.